On today's show, we are l l l l live on YouTube answering your questions. Join us, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not. We're getting some questions in, I'm sure. I actually don't know what the questions are right now, but there will be questions about Lowry Marketing, Patrick Beverly, Maxi Kleba, I'm sure, all kinds of stuff. We'll get into it today. This is a live mailbag on YouTube, so questions are rolling in. It's super cool. Join us every Monday night, YouTube Live. On today's Locked On Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! 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 It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! We'll do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the live lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let's go. The soundboard, incredible soundboard. My favorite friend, the soundboard. Uh, no, yeah, like Nick said, we're live on YouTube right now, testing this thing out. We're going to shoot forever Monday night to do a live uh, Mavs Q&A on the offseason, latest rumors, everything about the Mavs. I mean, basically, we do this anyway every single day. But you know what? This is a replacement to Green Room because YouTube is better support for us right now. Absolutely. Subscribe to the YouTube if you're not. I already said that, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's the best way to, to support this podcast. It's free and it's going to stay free. We do ads and all that stuff. We're on YouTube, all that. So Continue with us if you're listening. Uh, and let's get into some questions. We might as well. Here's <laughs> oh, here's no. the first one. David Silva, is it more likely to see Lowry Markkinen or Dragic before October 1st? This is the big thing right now because there's been a lot of talk about Dragic. We've talked about him almost to death at this point. We, we talked about the Dragon a lot on this podcast. But really? We've talked about Dragic? Lowry Markkinen is now the new name that people are coming up with. And Tim Cato had a new report today. Uh, and so... Which one do you think? More likely Dragic or Markkinen as a Maverick before October 1st? Oh, Lowry. Yeah. Lowry before October 1st. Here's the thing that's a little bummer about the Lowry-Goron uh, stuff. It's taken so long to where if one of them happens, then it, it's going to lose the appeal to some fans. that Fans have like overthought it so much to where now if they do land Markkinen tomorrow or they do land Dragic October 1st, it's been drug out so long that some people are like, Oh, okay. Well, it happened. Cool. And it's like, no, well, actually, like a couple of those moves actually be a cool, you know, a good move for the team. So that that's my only thing is it's taking so long. But either one of the two before October 1st, it's Lowry Marketing. And it's become expected. The Dragic thing has become expected. Like if it doesn't happen, you'll be disappointed more so than you'll be you'll be excited if it happens, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on the what happens. If Markinen lands in Dallas, you know, there's a couple routes that, you know, that could happen. And, you know, I think it would be um what is it safe to say? People in the chat right now on YouTube, on a scale one to ten, how excited would you be if they signed Markinen today, a sign and trade into the TPE, into the traded player exception? It's a three year deal around ten or eleven million dollars a year. You only have to give up like a couple seconds or a a really heavily protected first that conveys to seconds or something like that. How a scale one to 10, how excited would you be? Yeah. So uh, we'll start getting some, some chat in. Uh, they'll be excited about marketing. Let's do another marketing question. This is from Leonardo. This one says, 
what do you guys think about the possibility of a marketing Klebuch trade? I'm worried about our defense with too many big men. What's your thoughts on, on that kind of a trade? Yeah, that one's tough. Um, because it's, you know, it's the offense for defense, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, Maxi is 29. So about a five year difference, uh, of age between the two. So a little bit different timelines. Markinen's better offensively, uh, better shooter, um, better you know, offensive arsenal. Uh, say that higher upside. I would say that better higher, shooter. Let's just be. Let's just yeah, be honest. Better shooter. Better shooter. You know, Markinen's a guy or pull up all that. Yeah, it's where and this is kind of hard to d- describe it this way. If you're in a playoff series, Maxi is the guy that you could put in like the closing lineup and you feel comfortable with. Markkinen's the guy that you bring that you could roll off the bench with Brunson and say, okay, well, I know I can get points with Markkinen off the bench too. Where I don't think Maxi can be a you know a second option in your bench unit or a first option in your bench unit offensively. So it's it really is a offense versus defense type of thing. But Markkinen is younger, you know, five years younger than than Maxi, and you know if he signs up for three years, if it's the TPE. Then you're looking at around ten or eleven million. I'm so I can't keep up with the chats at this point. I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably roasting me at, at this point. At a certain point, point the chat runs you instead of you running the chat if, if you have enough people in it. But like what if push came to shove and if you're Dallas, would you I understand Chicago wanting Maxi. I would say right now, like give him I mean, heck, Maxi might even start over Patrick Williams. Uh, probably not. But um I don't that's so hard for me. That's so hard. I, I mean, I lean towards I would take Markin in, in that, uh, but that's hard for me to say because I love Maxi so much. I would just, I think the upside at Markin, I think having Markin uh, for three years at that number, and I think he will play well in Dallas to where that contract is very valuable if you want to include it in the trade later on too. Yeah, go back to our, our podcast a couple days ago, maybe a week ago. I went on my whole rant about Markin, so I'm not going to do that whole thing again. I'm skeptical about the move because I would rather the Mavericks be better now than potentially better a little, you know, three, two, two, three years from now. I think, uh, and there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, and, Carson, at, well, go ahead. Well, I just want to add to this too. This is something we can, we halfway debated on that in that pod. You know, was last week or whatever it was. Was in the closing lineup right now? Is Maxi Kleber in the cl- closing lineup? Because I think I'm in the camp that it's going to be Luca, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian, and KP. So if Maxi's not in the closing lineup, he's not playing. You know, he's not one of those guys. Then you're you're taking a bench guy and saying let's swing for a guy the upside in marketing. So that's where if it was Dorian, I would be out. That's where I I might draw the line on because Dorian's so important to this team because we need those wing defenders. And I get Maxi and guard on the perimeter, but I think if I'm taking a, a guy that's going to be on the bench in the crunch time and turning into the upside of a five years five years younger Larry Markkinen, I think I would do it. But I think there's a chance that Maxi might not be on the bench, especially in certain lineups. And then all of a sudden, you've taken out some of your lineup flexibility, and you've taken out, you know, definitely defensive thing. Like somebody in the chat mentioned this drop: the wine, the wine, the wine, the wine. That's what we'd be hitting every time the Mavericks were trying to stop somebody next year if they get rid of they get rid of Maxi and trade him for Larry Markkinen. Like he's not stopping anybody, and so. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things to weigh on this. Let us know. What do you think in the chat? I'm sure a bunch of people in, in the comments and all that are letting us know what you think about. Okay. I'm marking in for Maxi. It was a it was a big debate a while ago, and it's only heating up now. It see, this actually seems like the real choice the Mavericks are making right now. Well, and yeah, and Tim Cato Athletic reported that that Chicago had interest, you know, in Maxi, which makes a ton of sense. And you know, it he's also KP insurance. You know, to where it's true. Yeah, if, that's true. If they do, you know, one, if there's an injury to KP, or two, if they do, you know, ship off KP, which we don't, you know, however you feel about that, if that ever does happen, then you have a Larry Markin in there. You're like, all right, well, a lot of the similar stuff we were asking KP to do, you know, in the playoffs, whatever, we could ask Markin to do too. So I'm, I'm pro Markin in Dallas. You, you know this. Let's do a quick one here. This is from Brian. If you could replace KP with any second star in the league, who would it be? Giannis. Like, like just, just <laughs> he's not a second star. He's a one star. I'm, I'm holding him to second star. Somebody out there that's a second star. That's the second tier. That's not an MVP type guy. That's somebody that's on a lower level than that. Paul George. That, that would be your number one guy. I mean, that's so hard to define. Like who's a number two? Like what, what is a number? I mean, does Harden count? <laughs> I know Like he's he, a second star. <laughs> somebody's name in here is town brad pitt <laughs> i know it's driving me nuts <laughs> it's incredible somebody in the it. chat town brad pitt it's a great name <laughs> i think it's probably actually brad townsend he's got <laughs> brad townsend's be. profile picture uh ad uh, emilio I, said ad i mean <laughs> ad's a pretty good ad's a really good one that's a good second star to, to replace him with that seems to be the answer i mean who's a realistic second like second star i, I don't want to go down that path but <laughs> so then then it's like oh who would you rather have this person or kp and that list might be a little longer than what people i'm a little late on this but here's a, here's a live chat from our friend kevin gray i would like to know where i can get isaac's hat everyone's at every, a lot of people in the chat are asking about your hat it's though it's though like oh, really? silvery white like mavs yeah. with the with the hat logo on your hat i don't Where'd know you get your hat i don't know i've had it for a while it's kind of dirty but you can't really see it that much and then he'd also want to know what hair product I use. Kevin, it would not work for you. I'll just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just use a paste. <laughs> and right now the paste is the humidity outside is not doing well for the paste. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, oh, this is an interesting question. We can we can hit real quick. Brian asks, "What would be the perfect season stat wise for Josh Green?" Let's go outside of stats too, storyline and everything. If Josh Green stays on the Mavericks, what's a perfect season for him, in your opinion? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We, yeah, we briefly talked about this the other day off the pod of like, what, what if Josh Green's good? And what does that look like? And, why is that, is the, that too mean? I just hate that that's a what if. Like, can that just, <laughs> can, can it just be true? No, I mean, like, because we're watching some of these summer league games, like a, a lot of you guys probably are too. And you're saying, man, look at these guys. Like, look at what. I hate to go back to him, but look what Sadiq Bay, you know, watching him know, with that. Like, we're going to keep doing that forever. We just, we, we have to stop apologizing. For but it. like seeing Sadiq Bay with that, like bl clutch block. And he had some of these big and seeing some of these other second year guys at summer league and they're having big moments. You're like, dang, how crucial is it for that team that they're going to be able to play like meaningful minutes for that, you know, for the team and how like at a, such a young con or a, a lower contract, it means so much to the team salary cap wise. And we just don't know about Josh Green. Like, if he, you know, I look at, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith. It's like, that's the type of thing. Like, can he be a Dorian Finney-Smith for the Mavericks moving forward? I don't know. Like, what what does his three-point shot need to be? Like, his hustle is there. He's going to defend. 
He's probably still his passing is pretty good. His passing is good. He's a really good passer. He's got to work through like decisions. He's kind of still, I, I, I've made this joke and people were making it to me, uh, even going back, uh, during the Olympics of like, Hey, he's pretty good for a high school running back because I made that analogy that it sometimes <laughs> it felt like you just throw, you know, in high school basketball, you have the, the running back of, of your football team that plays basketball too. And you just kind of unleash him on the court. He feels a, a little bit like, Hey, you're just going to unleash him on the court and he just runs everywhere which is awesome because it's a lot of fun but i don't know like what what does a good josh green look like and how much does it change the mavericks because that that's a a future what if for this season i think a perfect i think a perfect scenario is that sterling brown plays no minutes right like like sterling brown can't find time because josh green is coming in and basically taking his time i think that would be a perfect season for josh green he's a he's a I'm I'm gonna keep it a little bit realistic. He's he's gonna push for some starters, but he can't. I don't know if he can break into that starting thing with Reggie Bullock no. and Dorian and whoever, uh, and, and Tim, I guess too. But he's he's right there as like that second. He's in that second unit. Sterling Brown is trying hard and can't find minutes because Josh Green's been so good hitting threes at like a 35 percent clip, 37 percent clip, or something like that. Passing well, defending, hustling, all that stuff. I think that would be a perfect season where all of a sudden we're saying, okay, can next year can he take it the next level? Go from 33 percent from three to 37 or 38 or something like that. Then all of a sudden he could be a starter for the Mavericks. Like if, like that would be a perfect season for me. That's in a realistic setting. Um, but yeah, lots like, of other questions. Oh, go ahead. Well, look what Cam Johnson did for Phoenix. Like I know Cam Johnson, one more thing, one, one more thing. thing. <laughs> I know Cam Johnson's bigger, but, and he's a much better shooter, but like, look at the minutes that he gave Phoenix just off the bench as another wing. That's the type of, look what Royce O'Neal gives to, you know, Utah. Like that's the type of player. Like, can he be a Royce O'Neal for this Mavericks team? That's why I said a Dorian, like feels like all of these, you know, good teams have these guys that can, you know, play solid minutes, but it's the three and D and for him, it's like, can his outside shot be reliable? He believes in it. He's, he's constantly said, I've never had a problem with my shot high school going into college. So we'll see if it translates. Coming up, we got a question from Manny that says, what do you all think about the Hawks rebuild and how the Mavericks have chosen to rebuild compared to how the Hawks did? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweat Block. I got it in the mail, Isaac. Did, did you? you? Get yours in? How? Me, how do you me get and a couple, stuff and I don't? A couple other ho- we, They sent it out to all the hosts, but I Whatever. got my Sweat Block in the mail. I'm, gonna, I'm excited to try it. Walking on the Katy Trail, I'm excited to try it out. Sweatblock is this new product. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Works for up to seven days. You just take one of these. I'm opening it right now on YouTube. Unboxing. Do I have to do the ASMR thing? There, you can hear it. You take one of these packets, and it has just the it has the directions on the back. When it's dry at night, you wipe it on your underarms. You go throughout the rest of your day. The next day, for seven days, no more sweat coming through your shirt, all that kind of stuff. You're not going to deal with that kind of sweat. So if you deal with profusive sweat where you just can't wear the clothes that you want to wear because it's you're sweating through your clothes, use Sweat Block. They have all kinds of different products as well. They have a deodorant. I got that right here. They also have this product called Man Parts. What? They have a product called Man Parts. And uh, I'm sure you know wow. what that's for. That's for chafing and all that kind of stuff. So we'll be testing all that out for sure. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You can check out some of these products right now. If you deal with sweat, if you deal with chafing, all that kind of stuff, get some Sweatblock products in your life. It's a must-have for any toiletry bag out there. Again, promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com. Also want to tell you about Indeed. 
Indeed is the perfect place if you are a hiring manager out there and you're trying to find the best candidates. There's so many different applicants. We've had you know jobs go out for social media positions, for hosting positions, for podcasts, and all of a sudden we get like, 150 to 200 applicants and you're like how do you possibly sift through all these different individual people and figure out what they are and so indeed tries to help you sort through all of those gives you the best assessments that they have and according to talentness indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined you find the right people at indeed.com get started right now with a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash Locked on. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked on. Again, indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some. Actually, I want to ask you what you were laughing about during my break. That's what I want to know. Oh, um, there was just a guy writing some things in the chat, and it Did was fun. A reminder, we're we're live on YouTube right now. Monday nights, we're going to do live Q&A. It's about how we're getting our questions. No, uh, this uh, Ash, um, I'm just going to call him Ash. He, w- he kept on saying, take a bite of the deodorant. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. No, no, it's creepy. What well, What was the question about the Hawks? <laughs> all right, let's get into some more questions from Manny Santos. How do you all think about how the Hawks have chosen to rebuild around Trey versus how the Mavs have rebuilt around Luka? I've seen this a lot because it's essentially what the Bulls just did. They they built around Zach Levine the same way the Hawks built around you know Trey Young in, in a similar kind of way in that they had a bunch of money and they just spent it all on just guys. They're like, we don't care if they necessarily fit all together. We're just going to bring talent. Why couldn't the Mavericks have done that? What did you think about how the Hawks did compared to how the Mavericks are right now? You mean they spent money in 2019? Is that <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Just kidding about 2019 offseason that determines the whole future of the franchise. So... uh one thing about the Hawks that I think we have to point out when it comes to roster uh, roster building, look at the first-round picks around Trey Young and then compare them to the first-round picks around Luka. Uh, you look at Kevin Herter, first-round pick in the same draft as Trey Young. You look at John Collins. You look at uh, Okongwu, who's just the, what, sixth or seventh overall pick in that draft. You look at Cam Reddish, who is you know a top-ten draft pick, the actually the 10th overall pick in the next draft after Trey and Luka. You look at DeAndre Hunter, uh, what the fourth overall pick multiple top 10 picks in the you know on that roster around Trey they obviously went out and said you know what we're gonna we're just gonna unload our cap space and overspend they did overspend for Gallinari and in Bogdanovich I mean cool like it was good signings but they just chose they knew they didn't have any chance at Giannis and they decided to spend their money Dallas didn't. Dallas wanted to hold out for Giannis and have the chance at Giannis if he did hit free agency. It didn't work. So, I mean, that's as simple as you can put it. And, like, yeah, in hindsight, you say, okay, cool, Dallas, go out and spend money that offseason. But they didn't because they were holding out for Giannis. So, if you disagree with it, I get it. But it is what it is. There you go. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what the Hawks. Now the Bulls are kind of a different scenario, but with the Hawks, they hit on some of these draft picks. The Mavericks missed on a lot of draft picks. They missed on so far on 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 Josh Green. The jury's still out, but they missed on that one. The Dennis Smith Jr. one at least turned into Porzingis, so that was at least a good one. Then they sent two more picks, so they spent three picks basically to try and get Por- to, to get Porzingis, which they did. And then the Porzingis thing hasn't worked out as well as a lot of people hoped that it would. It's worked out, I think, I think decently well, but not well enough. 
for a lot of people. And so you all of a sudden start to put it together and you're like, okay, well then Mavericks didn't have picks for a while because they kept trying to, you know, win now and kept tr- trying to, you know, retread the tires with Dirk and Dirk in his late career. So they're, they're starting at different points. The Hawks had been rebuilding for a while after that 60 win season, they hit on a bunch of their draft picks. And when, when you hit on like three drafts in a row, it just completely changes your team. Yeah. It just completely changes the whole outcome, especially if you're high in the draft or even if you're not like the Kevin Herter, John Collins, you mentioned earlier, those guys were like in what the teens, like all of a sudden those guys hit. And then it's, you're just a completely different team. Cause you have those guys cost controlled and they're young. They're, they have potential. They can grow into something and they can grow into something together. The Thunder hit on a bunch of drafts like that. The Celtics hit on a bunch of drafts like that. And then all of a sudden their teams are just so different because they hit on them. And the Mavericks didn't hit on the draft as as well as they could have or should have. So that's a big thing looking forward that if, you know, next season, it would be really interesting to see how Nico Harrison and this new staff, how they use the draft because the Mavericks will actually have a pick unless they use it around the draft, which they probably will to trade. But uh, yeah, that's the big difference there is the, the, using the draft and actually hitting on draft picks. Uh, all right, here's one's from Sarah. This one we I get a lot on, on Twitter and all that, so I wanted to get to it right now. Would Isaiah Thomas be a decent enough fit to take a flyer on? I'll take it since you since you did the head, the Facebook. I was just reading. So I don't think Isaiah Thomas is, is a viable NBA player, or I, I don't think he'd be better than Trey Burke. So you might as well just keep Trey Burke instead of bringing in Isaiah Thomas. It'd be a great story. As a podcast producer, as a person that hosts a podcast, I would love to have Isaiah Thomas. I think he would come on the podcast. I think we could have him and and talk to him. I think he'd be interesting. It's a good story. Guy coming back from nothing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, If you watch Ted Lasso, you've heard uh, a a character that came back say, everybody loves an underdog story where they come back from behind and all of a sudden they're they're back on top with their God-given talents, right? Like that would be amazing for the Mavericks to be able to get that. But it's it's far-fetched, like, Isaiah Thomas, it's been a while since he's been a viable NBA player. I'm going to look up his numbers real quick because I said this to somebody before. But did you see how many points he scored the other day in that pro-am? Since 2017, Isaiah Thomas has shot under 39% from the field. Like, not even 42% from from two and 34% from three. Like, he's just... I don't think he's a viable NBA player anymore because of the injuries and all that. It's a, it's, it sucks. It's terrible. Can, but can we have think... Frank Nelikina instead? Like out. See that. See that's the route I would go for sure. So uh, that's the route. But, in, but I will say this, sense. if they do do the like three for one trade, like the Dragic thing, and let's just say Burke's in that, let's say it's Dwight Burke and Josh Green, whatever it is. And you're looking at into the bench guys, or you you need a third or fourth guy. Like you're not signing it to play over Brunson. Like that isn't happening. But if you need a guy, like at the end of your roster, you're like, sure, it. Like if I'm picking between him and Nilakina, I'm taking Nilakina. But I mean, that's the only way I'm at least thinking about it. But probably not. Like I, he's probably not on a roster next year. Another question from Sean Ireland: Do you think trading for Markkanen could cause a locker room problem between KP and Markkanen? I think this is an interesting question. It's almost impossible to answer, honestly, because how will we know how Porzingis will answer? But if Markkinen all of a sudden hits, the Mavericks trade for him, Markkinen hits, Hmm. and then he's starting to infringe on some of KP's role. We've already seen the KP's role is being infringed on because Luka's just too dang good. What if Markkinen all of a sudden, like a player that's very similar to him, and then he becomes the guy that all of a sudden everyone's attention is on? What what, kind of 
issues with that cause. And then all of a sudden, would KP be even harder to trade after that? Instead of, okay, we got the KP insurance. He's a, he's good enough to be KP insurance. And now what do we do? actually do with KP? <laughs> right? That That's the thing. If, like if they traded for Markinen tomorrow and like how quick does that narrative try to get started between fan base, blogs, media, whoever of like, oh, here's your KP replacement. And I think there is like, I, I think there would be a real um elephant in the room to where let's just say and we don't want to like talk about this this dark road but let's just say they start the season and kp kind of looks similar to what he did last year in the playoffs and he's kind of struggling a little defensively the offensive roles is kind of weird he's not making shots and let's say marketing's coming off the bench and he's just lighting it up or he's you know he's playing these some of these second units with luca and he's doing great that's narrative will be very interesting if that uh if that takes place that would be definitely something to watch for this is this is already a sensitive situation right now with porzingis so maybe their intel says that it would be something that would, would cause a riff i don't know we'll see um which which tim cato talked about in his athletic article about the percentage of marketing happening in dallas he laid out two different routes for that the tpe route the maxi route we talked about earlier in this podcast um yeah, and he, I think he put it at like a less than 50% chance at marking. Go read the athletic article. He put a percentage on it, uh, but he didn't like shut the door on it either. So, yeah, I think we're all kind of monitoring that situation right now. A good question. Does Luca win MVP this season? We'll get to that question. A good one coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. It's the perfect place to get your auto parts for your car. Go there, check to see what they have. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. $216 from Rock Auto. You save $140 just by going to Rock Auto. Go check it out. We had a couple of people already DM me and tweet me about Rock Auto. They went there, said it was super easy, even easier than I'm saying right now. So go check it out. Take their word for it. They're, they're happy users for it. Jake Madison said on Lockdown Pelicans, he uses it all the time for his car parts. Go there right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON uh, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Again, rockauto.com. Uh, right in locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. Another ASMR one. I got. No, I can't do it. I got the packaging right Don't now. Don't you take a bite? Mint brownie right now. Built Bar. Just ate one. They're delicious. I eat them all the time. They're great. They're pretty good for you. This one right here is a great bar. Go check it out. Also. They have new flavors all the time. You can go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off. And while you're there, check out all the different kinds of bars they have. They have all different kinds. I like the Cherry Barcia, I like the Raspberry, the Mint Brownie is good as well. And they're pretty good for you. So go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Hey, what's this guy asking about Super Chat? What's Super Chat? So super chat is you can uh, you can pay and your your chat goes up to the top. Uh, we do not have a plan to implement that as of right now. Nice idea though. I'm, it's a good I'm, idea. I'm all ears. We may do that in the future. Uh, does Luca win MB, MVP this year from Jules Jordan? According to Bet Online, he has been the favorite again going into this season. Isaac, let's let's take the question to a different level. What would Luca have to do to win MVP this season? Um, I think I'm. I got to see what moves they make over the next uh, four to five weeks. If they make another roster move or two, 
then I think that allows them. They got to get into the top like three or four in the West. And I think if they make a move, yes, we'll leave it at that. I think they're they just have to have the record. He will have the stats. I don't no 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 doubt about that. And yeah, it's just all about record at that point because you you have to finish top four in your conference. But you know if they land at three and he's averaging at you know an insane, I mean near triple double at like twenty eight a game, uh, he's going to be right up there. You almost have to be in one or two. If you just look back historically on guys, yeah. like it's, it's very rare if you're outside of the one or two in your conference. Uh, so they almost would have to be, have a type of season that the Phoenix Suns had last year for Luka to win MVP, I think. Unless he has a Westbrook. Like, the Westbrook season is such an outlier <laughs> because of yeah, the triple-double and all that. It, the novelty of it has worn off for sure. Luka could average a triple-double, and they'd be in fourth or fifth like the, the Thunder were, and I don't think he gets... MVP unless maybe like KP goes down and then all of a sudden it just the the team looks so futile without you know without him and then you're like okay then Luca just takes him to the, another level and you're like okay it's literally just Luca doing everything yeah. maybe like voters can be talked into this idea but yeah you'd have to be top four like you know uh yeah you'd have to be, you'd have to be up there yeah and uh, then you look at the other competition like what what do they do with Giannis you know for MVP stuff next year since he just comes out the finals and wins it and, and all of that, like if they, you know, if they had the best record in the East over a Brooklyn team, like he has to get some love on that. If Jokic carries a Nuggets team without Jamal Murray to like a top yeah. three record, you know, does he get any love for that? You know, I, it's, it's weird. I think Luca is definitely the front runner and rightfully so. I just think that they have to improve the team a little bit more for them to have a chance at a top three or four seed in the West and then he'll have a shot at it. The other thing is, the, the Nuggets were third last year, and they're only five wins better than the Mavericks. So there's a chance that they're just a little bit better. The Mavs come in third again. It's like the Jazz and the Suns up top. But if it's not the Jazz or Suns, if it's somebody like the Lakers or uh, the Warriors that have a bona fide star, like a bona fide star that would guard because uh, the Lakers votes, have AD, yeah. Then all of a sudden it would be like it would be hard for Luca to win MVP. But there's a big there's a, a case. So I think you'd have to be in the top three. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it down one. One notch here. Uh, Carson Smith asked a question. We're going back to the free agency. Well, percentage chance to get both Dragic and Markinen. Let's talk about that whole scenario because it could still happen. The Mavericks have the different type of pieces to be able to package stuff for both of those guys. Well, this is, this is hard. Um, a percentage chance is impossible to answer. For, for both of them together or like one of the other? Definitely a higher percentage for Dragic. Definitely a higher percentage for that. He's saying to get uh, both. So to to start the season, Dragic and Larry Markinen are on the Mavericks. 55%. 55% that they're both? Why is that? That's rough? really high. You're feeling good about this. I would say like 35. 20. It's just hard to get stuff done in the NBA sometimes. To get to get both done now at this point in the season, to this point in the offseason, man. I, did, I just I'm so intrigued now we're just gonna, I just want to sort through my thoughts on the marketing I'm what's like what's Larry what's he waiting on at this point like if the Pelicans are interested they have a 17 million dollar traded player exception if he wanted his contract like you know they have to be offering the they could fit the 15 million a year so if he's wanting to come to Dallas and he's wanting like you know Dallas is probably sitting there saying hey we'll we'll take you but we can't we're only going to go up to that TPE amount which is around like a 10 or 11 million dollars and so that's the, you know, if he's willing to take that, 
to come to a great situation and play alongside Luca, which I would if I was him, then that's the you know that's what makes it. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so, so yeah, the marketing situation is really interesting. There's always somebody waiting on something. Why is there they, a lot of Bagley chat? I don't know. We we've talked about Bagley before, but yeah, I don't. I, I would take I guess, a flyer on Bagley. I, I'm not out on Bagley. I would take a flyer. I'm not. I I wouldn't pick Bagley. You could trade over, him into the TPE. Yes. Yes, especially if you, tra- if you trade Dwight Powell and maybe Willie or maybe Moses, Moses Brown and and you know and then Trey Burke or somebody, then all of a sudden you, you're you're down on centers. You yeah, bring in Bagley for the TPE. Yeah, you good at that? Dragic and and Bagley instead of Dragic and Markkinen. Heck yeah, let's do it. Well, uh, no, oh whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> no no, I'm I, I meant like let's do it as far as like bringing <laughs> slipped in. Bagley. I slipped that. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was quick. All right, question from Zach. If you had to choose Mavericks Christmas Day matchup, since the schedule's coming out now in a couple of a couple of days, actually, who would you want to play on Christmas Day? People have Pacers. mentioned Pacers for for the Rick Carlisle thing. <laughs> no, Pacers would never play on Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I I mean, I guess it's the Clippers, right? I mean, that's the. I mean. Honestly, they probably put him against LeBron. Is the Clippers matchup still that interesting, though? You still like Patrick Beverly's gone. There's like nothing that fun about that matchup anymore. Well, it's the reunion Beverly against the Clippers. Oh, because Beverly's gonna be on the Mavs. We haven't had a single question about Beverly so far. I've seen some people earlier in the chat. People were way out on Beverly on Twitter. Did anybody was... roast me? Uh, uh, on no. The... Well, there's a couple of people on, on YouTube I saw that in the YouTube comments that were surprised that you wouldn't trade Powell for Patrick Beverly, and then there was this like. Just as many people saying, no, Patrick Beverly is just as terrible as Dwight Powell. We should not trade for him or get rid of him. And so I think it was about 50-50, but nobody wanted Patrick Beverly outright. Interesting. Um, But no, I think for Dow, I mean, Dallas is going to be playing on Christmas Day for the next foreseeable future. And to see Luka on the biggest stage, I mean, he's going to be one of the biggest games. So they're going to play the Lakers. They're going to play one of the other, you know, they're going to play the Nets. They're going to play uh, in, you know, Madison Square Garden. They're going to play one of those big games. So, I, I mean, I'm just, I'll take the cop out and say Lakers. Oh, my gosh. I've seen so much DSJ stuff in the chat. I, go I've, back to our cold open the other day when Lucas signed and go watch that one. I just don't know what to say about the Dennis, Dennis stuff. Like, I love Dennis as a guy. He was so, you know, he was so nice to talk to in the locker room and have in Dallas, but I mean, I, I I just don't, yeah, I just don't see how he fits on this team. There you go. Guys, that is the podcast on YouTube. We will stick around. So if you're listening on the podcast, go check out the YouTube video. We'll answer some more questions. We'll stick around. But here's the end of the podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Oh, hey, we're back. That's how the podcast ends. It just goes back to this stream, this screen, and then all of a sudden Isaac and I are back.